Hey y'all. This is Talkin' Trash with Liv and Lizzie. The podcast where two friends show each other our silliest and most treasured movies. Each week we'll watch a beloved movie. No matter how corny, childish, or contrived. Sometimes a masterpiece with minor flaws. Other times a magnificent mess. Because one man's trash is Liv and Lizzie's treasure. before new year's it is still 2020 where we sit gosh there's what five four more days something like that not many but uh it's coming to a close i'm so happy and thus marks a new chapter for us not really we kind of started last time we were together but a little bit but this is this is kind of the real dive into muppet month hooray yay so welcome to the beginning of muppet month where we will be watching strictly muppet movies for the next four to five weeks yep um if you hate muppets we're terribly sorry also what's wrong with you that's what that's what this that's what this like thing that we're doing together is all about like Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Not high art, but certainly art. Art. It, this one, okay, so this one might actually kind of like wiggle its way into high art a little bit. Sorry, that is my ice and it was much louder than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, yeah, this one, this one is kind of an acquired taste. Yes. Like a fine wine. Speaking of which, Lizzie, what's the vibe check? Uh... The vibe check is Chateau Samad from Corbieres. I think I said I, that right. I, I, I didn't know. Not, I took Spanish. I, I took Yo también. I took, well, actually, I took three years. <coughs> Sorry, it's oh, my dog. Zoe. It's Zoe. Um, She's going to start saying hey in every episode. I took <laughs> Kyle to the rescue. Um, I took three years of Spanish to the point where I was having dreams in Spanish. Ooh. And I was thinking half in Spanish and half in English, like, frequently. That's where you want to be at. And then instead of continuing Spanish, I was like, I, I know enough now. I'm going to switch to French. So what happened was I lost all of my Spanish, mm-hmm. pronounced all my French words like they were Spanish words. Yeah. And then only got through two years, two two classes two courses of French in college mm. and then noped out of that so what I'm saying kids is take that fourth level of Spanish mm-hmm. don't don't do like I did be smarter um because I regret it because now yeah. I can't speak Spanish at all I I can still speak a little bit but it's been so long since I've had to use it mm-hmm. that I'm worried I've lost a lot of it yeah. so um this summer, I'm actually going to Spain. Oh, fun! Um, for about a week. Be um, fun. Hopefully, get to visit my cousin over there for a little while. Um, but before that, I'm uh, doing two weeks in England, Scotland. This is all. Ooh. This is all assuming that that the trip yeah. still happens. Um, <laughs> who knows? Um, I, I will be vaccinated before then, which is wonderful. Um, but. Um, before that, um, very possible that I'm hopping over a day early and going to Paris for a day. Cool. Um, Never been so, to Paris. Time to learn 
a couple of French words. Okay. So that they can at least know that I'm trying. I know how to say it's raining in French. Il pleut. Um, mm. I know how to say, um, I think I've said this before, I know how to say futon. Oh, click clack. And I know how to say because of you, I hate my life. Parce que tu je déteste mon vie. Parce That's the extent of my French. Parce que tu je, je déteste mon vie. Yeah. So if you're really mad at somebody while you're in Paris. Parce que tout est mauvais. Something like that. Parce que tout est mauvais. Je déteste mon vie. Je déteste mon vie. There you go. See, I went too hard with the accent and lost. <laughs> I can't do Can it. Can I be honest? I, people who who do hear me speak Spanish, like mm. native Spanish speakers who hear me speak Spanish, think that I am fluent in Spanish. You have a really good accent. For about 10 seconds because I can do the accent. Yeah. And I have a feeling if I just learn a couple of words in French that it'll be the same. Like I feel like you if can, my you accent can do the accent okay is okay, they'll yeah. know I'm trying. Well, if you're in Paris, Make sure that you say we instead of we. We. Because apparently that's a Parisian thing. (laughs) Oui, oui, Mona me. (laughs) Yeah, that's me in French. Je m'appelle Lafayette. (laughs) That would 100% be me in France. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, but so when I did know Spanish um, before I lost it all, I was taught Spanish by a very wonderful teacher who she herself was from Puerto Rico. So, what I found out after taking Spanish from her for a while was that I actually was speaking Spanish with a Puerto Rican accent, apparently. Huh, Um, interesting. Because I was learning to pronounce things like she pronounced them. Um, Which is just kind of interesting, because, you know, when you you go, I don't know what kind of brand of Spanish you learned, but... um, It's interesting. What dialect, but... All of my... I, I had one Spanish teacher who was a native Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. All the rest were non-native Spanish mm-hmm. speakers. Um, and had, had spent time abroad mm-hmm. learning Spanish. Yeah. Um, but honestly, thinking about it now, like, I don't... I'm like, where was my non-native Spanish teacher from? Yeah. Um, Because literally, but, if they're from anywhere in South America, like... The Spanish in Spain is, like, super different, Oh, it, it totally is. But what was interesting was that in all my Spanish classes, we were taught both Latin American Spanish and, and yeah. Spain Spanish. So I know, I know that I was. I know I'm going to use vosotros. Mm-hmm. Um, we're flying into Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hear a bunch of people talking with lisps, and it's going to take, yep. me, take me a minute. Yeah. Um... But uh, I'm not going to be one of those people. It's it's Barcelona. I have not grown up there, so I don't get to call it Barcelona. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 curious to yeah experience it again. And um, yeah, I really hope I get to go. I'm really excited. I have to too. Where are you going in England? So uh, the trip I'm going on is with a group. Uh, I've never done this tour before, but it's the Inklings tour. Oh, so it's all, oh, okay. Sorry, I got really excited. Right, it's all <laughs> Lewis and Tolkien themed. Okay, um, with sprinklings of other authors here and there. So, so we're you, you got to go to the Bird and the Baby, the Eagle and the Child in the, Oxford. Yeah, the pub that they hung out at. The the biggest tragedy of this trip is that Oxford is one of the cities that is being very very tight so they're not so it's probably not gonna happen um 
What we are doing, um, we're gonna start in, I think we start in Cornwall. Okay. Um, cause that's at the southernmost part of England, right? Am I remembering um, right? I'm not sure. I'm so ashamed of my geography and as far as where is Cornwall? I don't remember. Um, but we're, we're doing Cornwall and Bath for okay. a couple days. Um, I think Bath is gonna be one of the places where if we want to take, like, day trips to different places, mm-hmm. we can. Um... Uh, if we can do Oxford, I'm sure they'll include Oxford. Um, and uh, there's somewhere else that we're staying in England. I don't remember. We are going up to Edinburgh, which I'm uh, so happy about. I've never been to Scotland. I want to go so bad. Scotland is one of my favorite places in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh is one of my favorite places in the whole world. Um, and everyone there was just wonderful. Um, and then we're going north into Scotland. Um, Oh, I can't remember where we're stopping, where our last stop in, in Scotland is. But um, we're going to ride the Hogwarts Express. Okay. Um, like, I'm a little frustrated with J.K. I'm a lot frustrated with J.K. Rowling right now. But honestly, I can't I, be frustrated with Harry Potter, I, I would still love to do that. Yeah. I would love to do that. There's so much stuff in, like, Edinburgh that's Harry Potter. Yeah, there's a related. lot. I've actually, um, it, it's really cool to walk through the cemetery with all of the different names of characters on the headstones. Oh, that's Which so is cool. where the names came from. Yeah. Um, there's a McGonagall. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Lupin. Mm. Um, and the biggest tragedy, though, is there there is a, a family Voldemort there, and that headstone has just been defaced horribly. <gasps> and oh, it's no. so sad. Oh, that's horrible. Um, yeah. And, but it's just, like, it... It's super. It's it's super cool to walk around, and it's right next to um, the boarding school, um, and it's an all boys school, and mm-hmm. they wear like black graduate yeah. robes, and that was like part of the, the inspiration, inspiration. That's awesome. Which I just it's it's just a cool city because everywhere you go, kind of feels like that. It feels like yeah, this this old, was inspiration very, for yeah. something. Yeah. Um, the Royal Mile is dope, and I'm gonna have a lot of fun there. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. If you make it to London, let me know. I'll, I will. If, if we I'll go tell to London, you some, it'll be some a... places to... I don't know if you'll have any time well, on this tour if, for your own person, personal excursions. If I don't get to, that's fine. I, I got Last time I went, I got to spend a week in London. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you been to Ye Old Cheshire Cheese? I'm going to beat this dead I have, horse. I have not been to <laughs> Ye Old Cheshire Cheese. I want to go. Um... We're there. It's so funny the certain places that we know we're gonna go. Like we know we're gonna go to Sally Lund Buns and uh, and I think that one's in Bath. Um, dude, I, if I went back to London, aside from like, it's interesting. Like, it, it, funnily enough, my favorite thing that we did in London was going to the Globe Theater. Oh, but aside from fantastic. that, fantastic, absolutely spectacular. We saw a Midsummer Night's Dream there, and it was oh, wonderful. that's so fun. Um, we saw as you like it. We saw a Midsummer Night's Dream with a gender bent um, Helena, and okay. it was awesome. Um, he became Helenus, and I was so nice. here for it. Um, and uh, but other than that, there was a hole in the wall fish and chip shop mm. that I took a picture of the name of, so I wouldn't forget it. But I can't remember it off the top of my head. But it's like that one. I want to find that, that one. <laughs> Oh my god! So I know that feeling. Well, you'll have to take lots of pictures yes. and tell me about it when you get back. So my my whole big travel plans uh, thing uh, aside, out of the way, 
Let's talk about this weird-ass movie that you want to show me. So, this week we are starting with The Dark Crystal, which, like I said, is kind of an acquired taste. However, its ratings on um, several platforms are actually pretty good. It has a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes with an 81% user score. Um, and a 66% Metacritic, uh, which Metacritic is usually a little lower. Um, and it is here too, but it's, it's decently high. Yeah. Um, so the thing about this film is I'm pretty sure, like, it's kind of groundbreaking. It's visually stunning. Um, and it's just absolutely, um, sorry, my phone is dying. I'm going to get the charger. Um, (laughs) It's visually, like, really, really stunning. And it's just really, really, um different from a lot of stuff that the Muppets did. Mm-hmm. It, so the this story um, is a kind of high fantasy film and I think I'll describe it a little more after we watch it again um, so that it's fresh in my mind. But there's two factions. There's the Skeksis mm-hmm. who are the bad guys and the Mystics who are the good guys. And there's this little main character who is um, a race called the Gelf... He's a Gelfling. And the Gelflings have all disappeared from this world. Um, You find out later they were all eradicated by the Skeksis. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an ancient prophecy. uh, There's mentor characters. There's amazing puppets, beautiful scenery. It's Mm -hmm. this gorgeous world that Jim Henson created. There's an extended universe for it in, like, comics and books and such. New TV Um, show. There is the new TV show, which, by the way, if you have not seen it, even if you don't like the film... Still give the show a try. Give the show a try, because this film has very 80s vibes. It is what you expect from an 80s movie. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack is a lot of synth. Um... And this movie was really ambitious, which I think is why it's remembered fondly by a lot of people who do remember it fondly. Um, This film saw Star Wars, and they were like, what if we did high fantasy like Star Wars, but with puppets? Mm -hmm. There's not a single human in this entire film. Um, And I think that's what makes it so charming, is that it... It's really ambitious. It's trying really yeah. hard to be an epic fantasy um, in a time where they just didn't have the CGI, the special yeah. effects, to really do justice to all the epic fantasies. Not that there weren't epic fantasies that, you know, there were tons yeah. of 80s epic fantasies that were just really rocking it. Like Willow, we're going to watch that at some point. Yeah. Um, I still haven't seen Willow, and I'm really excited oh, it's to fine. watch Willow. So. Um, but so this one, this one's really charming, but it's a little, um, I would say that the characterization of the main two characters, to me, kind of falls flat. Mm-hmm. Because they're very child they little, of prophecy, chosen one. I was about to say that if what little I know mm-hmm. about this and what little I've seen of it, mm-hmm. they look a little cookie cutter. They are very cookie cutter, but which is why you should totally go watch the Netflix show because every single character has so much heart. My favorite in the show is called Deet. She's adorable. I'm obsessed with her. Um, the voice acting in the show in particular. In this one, it's really good, but in the show, it's incredible. Um, and fun fact about this film. So, you've seen Labyrinth. I think I've told you this. Toby, the baby in Labyrinth, mm-hmm. 
his parents were like the puppet designers for the Dark Crystal oh, and cool. Labyrinth. And he is now our age or a little bit older. And so his parents are like semi-retired. They still work with him. But he has taken over for Jim Henson as one of the puppet designers in their oh, stead. That's cool. So he is the lead puppet designer for the Dark Crystal show. Oh, that's so they so very cool. much kept it in the family. Um, and it shows like the attention to detail. If nothing else, this movie is a visual spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um it's just, it's stunning. Um, to me, the Skeksis are disgusting, but they are just, like, they take my breath away. They're, they are a marvel in pup, of puppetry. They're mm-hmm. so crazy. Um, so, you know, I, I would say give it a chance. Um, but if you don't like it right away, still give the show a try because it is still made by the Jim Henson company with this mm-hmm. a lot of the same people and has a lot of the heart and the intention behind this film I think almost shows up better in that show um, it's mm-hmm. way more epic than this is in a way um, but uh, and we'll destruct, deconstruct it a little bit more once we come back but um, what, what I love about this film at the end of the day more than anything else is the ambition and the world that Jim Henson strove to create and what he was able to execute Mm -hmm. was just stunning um so yeah i think i think you'll enjoy it it's 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 a visual marvel if Mm -hmm. nothing else so but the story is a little it's kind of star wars with puppets i was gonna say i'm expecting a pretty basic storyline it's a very basic storyline um yeah, it's it's very cookie cutter hero's journey. Cool. Um, there is one kind of plot twist at the end that's super cool. We'll talk about it though after we watch it. Cool. All right, you ready? Yup. I've I've expressed my like concern. My, can, well, <laughs> the reason why I haven't seen this one is the couple images I've seen of the puppets. I like the good the good guy puppets. Yeah. I'm like ah. So yeah. If 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 there's a hindrance for me, that's probably what it's gonna be. Yeah, but I'm yeah. I'm prepared to. Uh, it's fair to to dive in and check this out because you are not my first friend I've had who absolutely loves this movie. It's it's great. It's really good. I still like Labyrinth better mm-hmm. because I grew up with Labyrinth and I didn't see this one until I was in yeah. college. I did but... not grow up with either of those. I saw Labyrinth when I was in high school and mm-hmm. I went, huh. <laughs> and I saw it a couple like a year later after that and I went. Huh. <laughs> and so I'm kind of preparing with this to go, huh. huh. <laughs> well, you probably will, but um, without further ado, here's The Dark Crystal. All right. Mm. Let's, let's high fantasy puppets. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll start with the good and 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 with the bad. Yeah. So what what did you like about this film? So <laughs> there was one moment watching this when I screamed bloody you murder. You were pretty invested. Um. And spoilers. Uh, it was when Fizzgig got thrown down the hole. So Fizzgig. Um, for those who've never seen the movie. Um, there's a character called Kira. She's one of our two main protagonists. And she has this little creature that's 
basically a small yappy dog, but the alien let's, version of that. Let's be real. It's basically a triple, but with eyes and, and a, a giant mouth. screaming mouth. And he constantly goes, ah! Yeah, he's <laughs> upset all the time. And he and, rolls everywhere. And I I loved he's him. great. And he got thrown in a hole, and I screamed no. You thought he died. I thought he died. There, there was another fake out death in this movie that I did not care about a tenth as much. Who, Kira? Yeah. Yeah. As... Fizzgig. Yeah. Fizzgig was fine. Yeah. And I again cheered when he was fine. Um, but yeah, I was gonna I was gonna rage quit on the last like <laughs> You were like part of No the, Yeah, if that God, no! <laughs> if that actually happened, I legitimately would have been like, Why did you show me this? I hate you for showing me this. Um I also probably would have had my other favorite characters um the the are they podlings? podlings the podlings had the podlings not had their souls restored to them yeah, by the end that of this been bad. um because that was the darkest thing i've ever seen in my entire life was them getting their souls sucked out of their precious little bodies so for those of you who've never seen this film um i'm just talking like they have the because Skeksis, so the bad guys the Skeksis. Um, stay forever young by drinking the life essence of other creatures. Uh-huh. They, use, they used to use just the crystal to keep them young and restored, but then over time the crystal became more and more corrupted, and so they tried to... Well, they drained all the life essence from the Gelflings because Gelflings kept them young. Which is also super dark. Really dark, and that's why there's only two Gelflings left. But they... They committed genocide. They yeah. killed all but two of the Gelflings, and they didn't even know those two Gelflings existed. Yep. So they ended up having to move on to Podlings, and Podling life essence isn't as pure or strong as the Gelflings, mm-hmm. and therefore doesn't restore them for as long of a time. Remind me to come back to that when mm-hmm. we talk about things that I don't like about yeah. this movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, One-Eyed Lady... Uh, why am I blanking on her name? I'm gonna call her, um, Agatha. Magra. 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 Yeah, to me, it's like, I don't know, I, you said that, and I was like, ah! <laughs> she's great. I love her. Um. She's my, she's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. And, um, objectively, there were, um, moments when I was really impressed with, um, the... The background mm-hmm. puppetry. I felt like if I was watching um, a really immersive story, those those elements would just pull me deeper into the world. Yeah. Um, Can I... So, for context, the first time I saw this movie, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to give it a second try. Mm-hmm. Um, just as something to like have on in the background, because I had seen it before. Mm-hmm. And it was the second watch through when I wasn't really expecting anything from the plot mm-hmm. that I just enjoyed the movie for what it was and actually that was the moment where I really started liking this film um, because really what this movie is is Jim Henson and crew flexing on the fact that they can create some of the most intricate and beautiful puppets I, maybe ever I fully agree that it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a Jim Henson flex it's a world building flex yeah it's yeah. Um, it's a world detail building flex. Yeah, they didn't do much to flesh out the story, but they they made incredible sets and characters. 
character designs, not characters don't have a lot of personality, but yes, but still remind me to come back to that when mm-hmm. uh, when we when we when we get back to it. So okay. yeah. So anything else you liked about this movie? Um. <laughs> Uh, I like how slow the four-armed turtle men move. The mystics. It was very entertaining I, whenever we'd cut back to them and they'd have and moved they would like two inches. I love the mystics. They're uh, so goofy. Oh, the other part in this where I screamed was when the one guy fell into the fire and then his like companion uh-huh. turtle man just exploded. So, again, spoiler alert, um, but also an explanation... You find out at the last second of the movie that the Skeksis and the Mystics are actually two parts of one person. So there's these creatures, I don't remember what they're called, um, they're like these space alien gods, uh-huh. and they came to this planet and performed this ritual that corrupted the crystal, and it split their souls in two. So the Skeksis are all of the negative qualities. Mm -hmm. Greed, uh, gluttony, overindulgence, um, opulence. They're, they're, um, I mean, vicious, power hungry, Mm -hmm. murderous, all that jazz. And the, the mystics are, you know, communal and kind and... They don't care about worldly things. They care about bettering themselves as people and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, obviously, like, no person is meant to be purely good or purely evil. We're a mix of everything. And so neither Skeksy or Mystic is whole until they can Mm. come back together. And so, but when one, when a Skeksy dies, its Mystic counterpart dies and vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah, one guy, one Skeksis falls into a fire, and then his mystic counterpart just... Explodes. Spontaneously combusts. And they all just look at him, and then they keep on walking. Yeah, they're like, oh, whatever. Like, um, last, last thing, um, uh, Chamberlain was pretty great mm-hmm. with his... Yeah, he's one of the Skeksis, um, and he's the most possibly only really emotive character. He's evil, he's conniving, he's wonderful. Yes. Um, he, we stand Chamberlain in this house. He entertained me. Yeah. So. What about the podlings? Oh, sorry, I thought I, I, I realized I, I didn't really get into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podlings are amazing. Yeah. I love them. They're wonderful. They were probably the only truly like heartwarming and pleasant thing in this movie, so, um, so we'll 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 come back to them in uh, in a second. But I yes no I love them. You know what they gave me vibes of what? Um, you so you said we were watching this like oh they're like the Ewoks and we can't sit here and talk about every way in with. <laughs> Sorry, my text. I love your text noise. I love it so much. Um, we can't sit here and talk about all the ways in which this movie it has parallels to Star Wars, but you said they're like the Ewoks. Yeah. They made me think of the people on the lowest level of the ship in Titanic. 
Yes. Who have a yes. big dance party. Yes, yes, And yes. Jack and Rose show up, and it's just these moments of pure, unbridled happiness. Yes. So, It's that's... like the, the party in, in, like, like, third class. Yes, it's the third class party meets uh, the Ewoks meets the Lost Boys from Hook. That was that was my podling uh, vibe check. I like yeah. Yeah, so, they're great. So love them, and they all look like uh, like you know they're they're cute Muppets. They're actually cute. Every time one of them got excited, I got excited. They're precious. Yeah. Um, you really need to see. Um, so I'm gonna show you his picture. Um, I can't remember what this character's name is. Hup. That's his name. So, in Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which, like I said, um, you should... I encourage everyone who's listening, watch the Dark Crystal at least once. It's something that you need to sit through just to get the basic gist of everything. Bless you. Thank you. Um, but then you need to go watch Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on Netflix because it is genuinely good. Like, Dark Crystal, the film... Has beautiful world building, beautiful puppet design, and a terrible plot. The show on Netflix has incredible plot, incredible actors, even better puppets, even better world building. It's everything that you wanted this film mm. to be. Um, but there's a character who's a podling, and he's a podling paladin who uses a kitchen spoon, um, like a wooden spoon, as his sword. What a wonderful Dungeons and Dragons character. And his name is Hub. Aww. He's perfect, and I love him, and he's yeah. very angry. And then um, my other favorite character is Deet, um, which um, you should, if you're listening, I encourage you to watch the show. Um, but um, just in comparison, um, this is what Deet looks like. I'm showing her a picture of Deet. Oh. So Deet, you can already tell from it, like she has more personality in her design mm-hmm. than like either of the main characters of this yes. film did. Um so now that now that we've briefly touched on the subject of characterization, yep. what was bad about this movie? <laughs> so I I'm gonna save I'm gonna save my Well actually no, I'm I'm gonna go with my, my big thing overall. And it's it's kind of it this is where it's it's totally personal taste. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm gonna get into some of like the nitty gritty I can articulate things I didn't care for and you've mostly articulated those um, but for me there's there's movies that I can watch and I can appreciate like the significance and the ambition behind it but I myself just don't find it particularly pleasant. Mm-hmm. There are parts that I find very pleasant, mm-hmm. very engaging, very entertaining. Um, but the whole thing, mm-hmm. I'm just not a big fan of. I, I said we started eating dinner during this, and there were parts of this where I was like, I can't eat and watch this at the same time um, it's because gross. it's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, it is dark at points. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I kept like waiting for handfuls of moments mm-hmm. where I'd be like really entranced and enthralled. Um, but I just spent so much of it just kind of like, eh, I'm, I'm not really enchanted by this mm-hmm. world or um, 
you know, following these characters' stories. So, so that's my big overall just, like, this isn't really my cup of tea yeah. thing. Um, and, and I mean, we'll, we'll get to that with Labyrinth too. That's kind of how I feel with parts of Labyrinth. Like I'm waiting, I'm waiting for parts in Labyrinth that I love, almost all of which is David Bowie. And then sitting through a lot of parts where I'm like, eh. Um. See, I don't have a lot of those for Labyrinth. Like in this film, objectively, I recognize that the plot is weak and I am ready to be like, okay, that wasn't that good. Or, okay, this part, this part's really slow. Can we move on? But Labyrinth, I'm like, yes, this part. <laughs> yes, this part. Um, um, don't mind me. I'm just a worm. Yeah. I uh, think about that all the time. <laughs> that quote lives in my head rent free. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, yeah, the, so, so articulating the things that I was consciously thinking about when we were watching it, you've already said the plot is pretty weak. Um, in this being kind of a puppet flex, mm-hmm. there were a lot of moments where nothing really happened. Pacing so like, is a problem. We sit and watch the Skeksis eat for like a good two, three minutes, and there's maybe one significant line of dialogue. And then we cut back to the Gelflings, and they're just floating in a boat on a river and playing a song. Mm-hmm. And then they take down a bat, and that's it. And yeah. then we cut to the slow moving mm-hmm. mystics, and and so it was a lot of that. Um, again, I I think I, I I hate comparing this to Star Wars again, but Star Wars I'm so invested in the story that when I do mm-hmm. notice like puppetry in the background, it entrances me into the world and the story mm-hmm. more. Whereas here that existing on its own isn't really enough mm. to pull me in. Um, I don't like... Oh my gosh, I kept turning to live throughout this whole movie and going, I hate this protagonist. He's terrible. He's doing nothing. Um, um, Kira and- single-handedly carries the weight of the prophecy on her back. Yes. And then Jen gets all the credit for it at the very yeah. end. Yeah, Like, she's the one that sacrifices herself. She's the one that knows how to survive in the real world. She literally saves his ass like eight times. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, at one point, Jen says to Fizzkig, like, huh, a lot of help you've been, like, trying to talk smack about her dog. like, shut up! He's, He's done more than, than you, you have! Oh, my gosh. Um. It, yeah, so that, that drove me kind of crazy. One of the things, too, that's really kind of funny is that, um, so Jen was orphaned much younger than Kira. So Kira knows a little bit about Delfling society. Mm. And Jin knows nothing. I weirdly... Okay, so th- I, I should I should put this storytelling-wise in the things that I liked. I liked them having the overlapping flashbacks of their childhood. Uh-huh, I was that... like, okay, we get the backstory in like a timely, not terribly mm. annoying fashion. Dream fasting is super cool in the lore. Uh-huh. It's something that, you know, it's not like they did it because they were some, like, it's not like, oh, we were yeah. meant to be. It's like any golfling can dream fast at will with any other golfling by mm, touching each other. That's cool. Um, and they have these big, like, communal rituals where they all dream fast with each other and, like, enter each other's consciousness. And it's really, really dope. Hmm. Um, but we don't see any of that in the movie. And if you're not a nerd like I am, uh, you don't know that that's a thing. Yeah. Because really what... What this movie, the sad thing about this movie is that Jim Henson wanted this to be an introduction to this world, mm-hmm. and he has like 
so much information written down. Yeah. And then just never, like, I, I think he just passed away before he got to really do yeah. anything with it. Um, and, and again, it's one of those, like, I see that, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. It, I wish that I mm-hmm. enjoyed this and, world more. And I think the Muppets were just way more lucrative than this new world was. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where the attention got redirected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a shame, but at the same time, I think it's good that it's getting kind of a resurrection now, because mm-hmm. now, um, like I said, the puppets have way more personality in the new show. Yeah. They seem, a lot of the puppets in here have personality, I the s- protagonists- They can't emote. Yeah. Their the, faces don't move. Yeah. They just look- the same in every single moment. So they've made them so much more complex in the show. Like, their ears wiggle and, like, get droopy and stuff when mm-hmm. they're sad. And, you know, like, I mean, and it's, they just have so much, so much personality. Yeah. Um, and no offense to the voice actors in this. I don't know who they were. Um, but they didn't really stand out to me. No. But, like I said, the show, like... The show has Helena Bonham Carter. The show has Natalie Dormer, uh, Taryn Egerton. It has, um... Is it Mark Hamill in it? Mark Hamill is in it. Yeah. Jason Isaacs is in it. Uh, is it Simon Pegg? He's yes, in it. Simon Pegg is in it, because I remember you mentioned that. Aquafina is in it. She's a wonderful voice actress. Now, I didn't know Aquafina was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Anybody else of note? Um, all those ones were all the ones that you've mentioned to me before. That's uh, why I remembered them. Na- I'm not sure if it's Natalie or Natalie Emmanuel. Um, she played, um, oh crap, what is her name? Um, Daenerys Targaryen's, like, right-hand lady. Um, oh, Missandei. Missand- yes. Yep. She, that, that's her. She plays my favorite character, Deet. Um... Who else is in here? Oh, Andy Samberg's in here. He's one of my favorite characters. Are you kidding me? Oh, he's incredible. <laughs> he's so great. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key plays one of the what? Um. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, it is just... Eddie Izzard is a character in here. Huh. Um, I mean, Harvey Firestein, uh, Mark Strong, Toby Jones, Lena Hetty. Um, really? Benedict Wong. I mean, literally, like... Yeah, were, that could keep going. They were like, I'm just gonna... They, they literally, like, flexed so hard with Bill Hader. <laughs> you know, they were like, how many amazing actors can we shove into one show? And they just did. Um, and it's... They're just... They're all... All wonderful. Um, mm. And like, whoever does moderate, she's incredible. Yeah. Like... I, I like I liked her in here. I yeah. think um I yeah, it's like mm-mm. do I I can see how this would be an enjoyable show if it mm-hmm. if it had characters that I was invested in and and a story I was invested in. Um I would like take walks watching the show cuz I was so invested. I would like, <laughs> get upset and stuff. I um Oh, last thing, last thing that I'll, I'll touch on here. I was not a fan of the, um, like, yeah, like the the hybrid alien creatures that they became at the end, and mm-hmm. and they're like, and now the crystal is good again. We're gonna dip out, and yeah. they just left. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, not not a big fan of that. Um, probably because also like I liked the Mystics. I was just kind I of upset the that they weren't a thing and anymore. Honestly, I even like this taxi. I do too. Yeah. They were again. They they They're were horrible, but I love them. Yeah. So, I um, yeah. It, I'm curious um if I would like the show in this just kind of world that um you would like the show I I feel like I would um like I I say this as somebody who going into this I was I anticipated all of the things you hated about this film yeah but if you appreciate the puppetry of this and think I wish these puppets had a decent story yeah you would like the show I do I do feel like I still have a little bit more of a just like you know this this world is like very ugly cute mm-hmm. and I don't have nearly as much appreciation for ugly cute as you do yeah Unless I'm very I'm very into like goblin core yes you are goblin core ugly um, cute things I like goblin core when it's mingled in a world with other things mm. I like my not the Braves in a in a critical role world with other characters mm-hmm. populating it go watch critical role Thursday nights at 8 p.m mm-hmm. on twitch um I'm sorry 10 p.m east coast 7 p.m west coast uh I, I I like that but then I like having kind of like a breather from it and I felt like I didn't get that through this movie so that to fill that void, Gelfling culture. There's different Gelfling clans, mm-hmm. and each clan has a different culture. So that's, if you want, if you want your better. Viking aesthetic, there's a Viking esque uh, Gelfling clan. Do you want like the weird like there's the Gelflings that live underground and they have like like crystals and moss and they have these mm-hmm. massive eyes and um and then there's um I, I can't remember what all the Gelfling tribes are called, but then there's the Gelflings that are basically like the high elves mm-hmm. they're like very gorgeous and regal mm-hmm. and there's like a prince and a queen princesses and, and a queen yeah um so th- the thing because what you're seeing in this um i'm gonna i'm gonna sidetrack this do you think for new audiences do you think showing them the prequels in Star Wars is a good idea to do before showing them the original. No. Okay. I I believe in... I'm a... Not believe in. Wow. That sounds like this is the only way. (laughs) I'm a big fan of... This is the way. This is the way. Um, I'm a big fan of the Hatchet Order. Okay. Um, Those of you that don't know the Hatchet Order, it's watching 4-5, so you get the shock of, you know... One, two. Family reveals, and then if if you want to watch one, one, two, (laughs) three... Then go back and watch, watch six. six. I like that order, too. Um, if you want to watch Rogue One, you can throw Rogue One in before six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most people would say you can skip solo. And then if you want to do seven, eight, nine, you go do seven, eight, nine. But Bless you. Um, this is the one instance where I... You need to see this movie before you really go back and watch the prequels. But you wish you could do it the other way. Oh, yeah. Like, this movie makes the prequel... Like, this movie 
makes the prequels like a Greek tragedy. Like, you know how the Greeks would have known the ending of Oedipus? Yeah. And so the whole time they're going, no, don't do it's, it. It's the dramatic, the dramatic irony. irony. Yeah. Um, that only exists in the show because you know that all the Gelflings are going to die. So you're watching... The show is all about... Because the, the Gelflings and the Skeksis used to coexist with each other. Mm-hmm. And then the, Gelf, the Skeksis betrayed the Gelflings. And the Gelflings rose up and created this massive resistance against the Skeksis. Mm-hmm. And this massive war broke out. That's what the show is about. And the mm-hmm. plot is, it slaps. It's so good. Nice. Um, but the problem is, is that if you don't know... That all of them are going to die. Then the ending comes as a terrible, horrible shock. And... Right. And of course, there's only one season. So the first season is kind of just getting things, you know, ready to go. We haven't really gotten into, like, the really bad shit yet. Pardon me <laughs> for my language. Um, we try to keep it PG on this show, but, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I called I called Jen much worse things while we were watching this. That's true. Um, but, but my, my point in all of that is to say that knowing that all the Gelflings are going to die gives a a dimension to the show that's really enjoyable, despite making it horrible because you're rooting for them and then you know that they're doomed. Um, but I think one of the things that makes it more enjoyable in the end is because I've seen the Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. I know that whatever happens, like, they, their legacy is that eventually the Gelflings are going to win. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this has been basically a shameless plug for the TV show. Um, so, I guess answer me this. Uh, trash or treasure? The, this is in my my trash. Okay, that's fine. I, I really don't feel any desire to ever go back and rewatch okay. it. Okay. Um, so, the... This movie is my treasure, um, but I, I am going to... <sighs> this movie is like finding a cluster of rocks, and there's a diamond in the center, and I'm not skilled enough to separate the diamond out from all the other stuff. Uh-huh. Um, hey, all you have to do is sing the right song, and then right? you find it. And then it'll start glowing purple, and I'll know exactly which diamond I- is the dark crystal shard. I started saying while we were watching that, I was like, wait, so he's not just gonna take them all with him and right? just try each one? <laughs> and my favorite is Mogger's in the background, like, go! Hurry up! Choose! And then he's like, I just don't know which one. And she's like, running out of time, Gelflame! And it's, I was like, take, take all, all three! Take all three of them! Literally, Figure you just... later. Yeah, it's just... But, um, so, what I love about this film is its potential and its artistry. Mm -hmm. I love what this film could have been. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes me sad. Every... Before the show came out, every time I saw this movie, I was like, man, this movie could have been something great. You want to know what movie does that for me? Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I actually mentioned it in regards to this. That's how I feel when I watch Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Yeah. If that movie had been a three-hour epic, or better yet, in the age of streaming, if that had been, like, a Disney Plus series, Mm -hmm. mwah, beautiful, perfect, wonderful. It's just not, it's just, it's too fast. I'm probably going to put that on a working list, but have you seen it, so it's not a, 
Not um, a new I'm one. I'm not as attached to it, I think. I love as it. You are. I'm attached to it and I'm attached to Treasure Planet. I'm also not as attached to Treasure Planet as you are, but love I love Treasure Planet. I do love that film. I, I love any and all renditions of Long John Silver, but none of them are as good as Tim Curry, which we're we will, getting there. We'll talk about later. But um yeah, this film, at the end of the day, um, I think why I'm so attached to the TV show is because every time I watch this movie, I see its like unbridled potential. Mm-hmm. I see everything that it could have been. And then the show came along and made it real. Mm. So, yeah. Um, shameless plug for the TV show. Yep. Highly encourage. This is a movie that I think every person should see at least once in their life. I think, if, I, think if I think if you're a fantasy nerd, like, yeah, yeah if, and you want to watch some more standalone fantasy films. Yes, if you're a fantasy um, nerd or a Muppet nerd, you need to see this. If you love Jim Fenson, this was, this was his brainchild. Yeah. This was the thing that he wanted to make. Yeah. So I feel like if you love Jim Henson, you should at least watch this movie once. Yeah, I to agree. To say that you did. I agree. Do you know what movie this weirdly made me want to watch? What? Um, just because there were parts of it that were so, like, creepy and magical, and I guess all the animals in cages being sacrificed and stuff. Um, the last unicorn? No, I really want, <laughs> I really want to go watch Stardust right now. I've never seen that all the way through. I have a feeling that'll be our first Do we? Is that, that going to be our first I kind of wish Muppet month is done? I kind of wish we didn't have Muppet Month <laughs> for like the next few weeks reserved because you need to watch Stardust. Put it, put it on deck for right when Muppet Month is. Oh ends. my Go into our gosh. Google Docs with our running list and put it right at the end of Muppet Month. I can't believe I didn't know this. I've never seen it. I'm so excited. I've never seen it. I've I've never read the book. I've done both. I've done both. I love... It's Neil Gaiman, isn't it? It is. Because I love Neil Gaiman. Um, I read Neverwhere, American Gods, um, Good Omens. uh, American Gods is actually on my TBR for uh, 2021. It's dope. It's real good. I'm really excited. Um, Um, I haven't seen this show. I haven't seen the show either. I've heard mixed things about the show. I honestly really want to read the book before I see the show. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's worth reading. (laughs) I don't don't regret watching Good Omens before I've read Good Omens, um, and I don't feel any guilt for that. That show is amazing. That means everything to me. I love Um, it. Yeah, shameless plug for that, too. Yes, absolutely. Six wonderful episodes. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah. Okay, we'll get back on track, but I'm just... Ooh, I am so excited. Yeah, that, put that on deck for right, right as soon as Muppet Month is done. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of Muppet Month, yes. Lizzie, what are we going to watch next? So, um, <laughs> we could not pick a more different Muppet movie <laughs> um, to contrast Jim Henson's independent, creative, beautiful, no-human, fantastical world uh, we're going to go with full-fledged, like, celebrity cameo-filled, producer-driven, uh, rehash of Muppet goodness, and we're just gonna watch The Muppets, which was, I think, came out in 2012, the, um, sort of rebirth of The Muppets, and it's about them saving their Muppet studio and coming out of retirement and being the Muppets again. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yep. Is this the one where there's an evil Kermit? No, that's actually the sequel. 
Okay. There have actually been two. That one's Muppets Most Wanted is the one with Evil Kermit. Okay, I've seen bits and parts of that one, and most of what I've seen was, like, the memes on Tumblr that came yes. out. Yeah. Um... I would be fine watching either, but it I feel does, like I should see the first one. I feel first. like you should see the first one but, first. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Um, so that one would be next. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. I've never seen this one. Um I like I said, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Um I think my dad watched it at one point and I yeah. like came home and saw like part of the end and didn't even commit enough to see the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of parts in this that, that make me laugh, and there's a lot of quotes that I quote regularly from it, so, yeah, it's cute. I like this one. Good. Yep. Okay, well, thank you for at least hanging in there with me. Of the course! It was fun, if nothing else, to see your reaction. <laughs> to Fezgang getting Fez, thrown Fez down. was gonna die. I you were mad. I was... You were like, you were like, no! I was God, so no! angry. <laughs> I was so angry. Like, literally five seconds later, they stab Kira, and I'm like, whatever. whatever. <laughs> oh, on a side note, there's one thing that I, one other side note that I love about this film. It's the stupidest part of the whole thing. They fall off a cliff, and then Kira just, like, sprouts wings. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you have wings? And she goes, of course I do. He goes, I don't have wings. And she goes, that's because oh, you're a boy, boy. silly. And then just walks off. and No poor, explanation. Poor Jen is just sitting there. Like, that would have been the moment. They should have had him, like... You know how Kermit the Frog is so expressive? Yeah. They should have had him, like, Kermit the Frog face, like, into the camera. <laughs> just like, what? But also, I love... opportunity. I was like, wait, so she can't fly back up? She, like, glides. She glides? I guess. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Gosh. So, give this film a watch. For me, if nothing else. And then do yourself a favor and watch the Age of Resistance on Netflix because the cast is amazing and everything about it is perfect and we love it. When uh, when Queen's Gambit and um, Bridgerton are done, I will okay. uh, give I'm it Okay, I'm excited for Bridgerton. Girl, we will have a separate conversation oh. about Bridgerton. Oh man, I feel like we need to watch it first. My um, little Jane Austen heart's gonna lose its mind. It's so funny because there's so many things about it that like I know aren't historically accurate. Yup! But I'm sitting there, like, like a lot of it, like I was telling you this at the beginning, like I don't care about like any of the the choices that aren't historically accurate except for there's this one girl who is walking around with her hair down and is straight and she has bangs and i'm like first of all bangs were curled and worn to the side straight down was not in vogue second of all to wear your hair down like that in public is not appropriate at this time period i literally don't care that the rest of it is not at all period accurate I just want her hair in a bun. It's okay. It's the dumbest thing in the world. I know that's the stupidest hill to die on. I do that in 2005 Pride and Prejudice when she walks into Netherfield and her hair is Is like... Is down? Yeah. Yep. It's okay, so I feel you. Okay, so... So, well, maybe we'll make um, a separate podcast sometime and talk about that, but... We should. I'm super um, excited about it. I don't remember the name of the actor who's, like, the lead actor... He's dreamy as I'll get out. He's a snack. He is a... He's a whole meal. (laughs) Um... But yeah, it looks it looks wonderful, yeah. and I'm excited. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back with um, comedic Muppet pandering yes. next week. Woo. All right. Eight.
Bye. Bye. Thanks for hopping in the trash can with us. Give this week's movie a watch and tell us what you think. And let us know what movies you think are trashy treasure. Maybe we'll give it a watch. Follow us on Twitter at Liv and Lizzie to tell us your thoughts. And remember, no matter how trashy you feel, you are deeply treasured. Bye!